And we are live. Welcome to Profession Session with Brody Vincent. I've got my guest, Mindy Herrick, here. Hello. Gra- great to have you, Mindy. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Doing well? Well, Mindy is on the UNF women's golf team. And on the side of that, she does a lot of other kind of extracurricular stuff, mostly around like the media and golf kind of arena. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about both your golf career and some of those extracurriculars that you do. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been on the golf team for five years now. I got my COVID year, but I'm also heavily involved with the Taylor Leadership Institute at UNF. And I've also taken on some roles doing social media as well. So Very cool. So there's a lot of different things to unpack there. So maybe let's start with the golf career and kind of go from there because that's, I feel like, the the most all-encompassing thing. So what age did you start playing golf at? I was 11. 11. So you've been at this a while now. You're 23 now? 23 in a week. 23 in a week. So you've been going for 12 years now? Yeah. So you've been playing golf longer than you haven't been playing golf, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It feels like it's in my whole life, too. And would you say it's just kind of an all-encompassing passion for you, like, since you started? Yeah, I, my dad took me out to play immediately like loved it just love it first sight yeah got me a swing coach and I was in it so boom what do you think it was about golf for you I don't know maybe because it was individualized because I always like definitely took to like the individual sports for sure um I don't know maybe it was just because it was like so different and there were so many different things that like you had to learn to play yeah it was it's very in-depth and maybe that just like intrigued me. Yeah. I like that. Just like a lot of different skills that you have to master all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you got a swing coach. So did you kind of get out there and realize like, oh, this is a very difficult thing. A lot of skills to be learned. I need to just get someone to kind of help hone these. Yeah. Dad was always like, I'm not teaching you. Someone else needs to teach. (laughs) So um, yeah, I got a swing coach and then he kind of told me I had a lot of natural talent. And my grandma on my dad's side played as well. So we think I may have gotten some talent from her. And You had it in the genes. Yeah. So then they told me, just keep going with it. And I could potentially get a scholarship from it. And here I am. There you are. So you played, so 11 years old, that would have been like right around, I guess, middle school or right before. So I guess you kind of just played through middle school. Did you have a middle school team? No, no middle school team. But I had to start playing like junior golf events and stuff, but we did have a high school team. Cool. So you played on the high school team and then let's talk a little bit maybe about like what college recruiting looked like. Yeah. Um, so mine was a little different because I grew up in Ohio and I played my first year of high school in Ohio, then moved to Florida and Gainesville and like kind of recruiting starts pretty much around like your freshman year. Really? Freshman, sophomore year. I mean, rules have changed, but mine was pretty hard because I came down to Florida and started playing tournaments and nobody knew who I was. Yeah. So Whole new ground I had to be like, hi coach, like I'm Mindy. Um, so it was a lot harder too, just with like not knowing anybody down here. So dad and I actually put together a golf resume. So we took like swing videos. i like printed out all my academics, like recent scores, like tournaments, history. It was like a whole packet. Like a highlight packet. Yeah. And we sent it out to like 22 to 25 schools in the wow. Southeast. Wow. All yeah. in the Southeast? Yeah. I picked out a bunch of schools that I was interested in and cool. I would like kind of call them a couple weeks later. I'm like, hi, I'm Mindy. You know, like I sent you a packet. I was just curious, kind of that. And um, 
recruiting went on from there. So there you go. I would have never guessed it started as early as freshman year. I knew girls who committed like eighth grade. Wow. And you can't do that. Like you can't do that anymore. But like, yeah, there was a girl who I started playing with in Florida and she was committed to Florida. And like, that's amazing. I had just moved here and I'm like, are you kidding me? You were like, I got to get it up. You can't even drive yet. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So. Wow. So from there, you sent it about out to a bunch of schools. Did you pick those schools mostly based on like liking the school or did you have to do a lot of research into their golf programs kind of leading into that? Yeah, I did have to look at um, golf programs and their scores, like what their girls were shooting. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, if they're shooting like 72s consistently, all five yeah. players, I didn't think I really had a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also looked into like education programs because I wanted to do elementary ed. So I had to make sure that they had my major and gotcha. changing it. But I did like have to not go to a few schools just because of that. Because they had like the, they didn't really have the education yeah. side that you were looking for. You yeah. kind of had to hit that sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. So what led you to end up choosing UNF? So funny story. So I called the coach after and I was like, hi, I'm Mindy, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, wow, thanks for sending that. Like you really set yourself apart basically. Like I'd love to come, like I'd love for you to come up and like meet us and stuff and kind of do an unofficial visit. So, and I think she had watched me at a couple of tournaments leading up to that, just came out and watched and Obviously, that's a little nerve-wracking. But, um, yeah, so I came up, did an unofficial visit, and I think I was here for, like, hours. Like, really? She talks a lot to begin with. Yeah. But, I mean, I, like, fell in love with it. And I had done mm-hmm. a couple unofficial visits before and just kind of didn't, like, click with the schools. I mean, yeah. yes, they had some great things to offer, but I really felt like I clicked with my coach here. Clicked with your coach, clicked with the program, and just, like, really saw yourself being here? Yeah, she felt like a second mom to me. So it was like really good to kind of feel that comfort knowing that I'm literally going to be with her 25 hours a week or so. Absolutely. So really clicked with her. And then a couple weeks later, got you know, or I got a, she offered me before I even left, I think. Or really? Like that, yeah. And I called her like a week later. And I was like, yeah. That's usually a pretty good sign that it's like a, a good fit. Yeah, yeah. So it was really, it was a good experience. I mean, recruiting was definitely like very hard seeing everybody else go through it. And it was very stressful. But mm-hmm. once I figured it out, it was like, all right. I'm I can imagine like once you decide you're like, this is the place. Yeah. Like how long would you say that whole process was? For, mm-hmm. I mean, you said it started in ninth grade. How old were you when you were committed? Uh, I think like middle of junior year. Wow. So because it went on for a couple years then. Middle of junior year. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember it was like right after a Christmas break and I want to say I could drive by then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I was like 16 or 16 and a half, almost 17. Um, it was because it was right after break. I was like, I sent her the email. Hi, yeah. I want to come see, to play for you. So uh, I can imagine when you started driving, you were like, oh, I'm going to go start visiting these schools right now like hit it up yeah yeah it was we've we visited like a couple just around here but all in the same conference funny enough like oh really okay the asun i I visit a lot of asun schools and so asun is the conference yes okay cool so by this time you're committed eventually you graduate high school Mm -hmm. and go to unf Mm -hmm. what was the first maybe season like for you oh first season i was like having so much fun. I was like, I mean, my first tournament was at the ocean course at Kiowa Island. I've heard that's beautiful. Uh, What a way to start my collegiate career. Yeah. Played against like Florida, FSU, Mm -hmm. all these big schools. And I'm like, 
oh my goodness. Like, like I'm in the big league. This is college golf. Yeah. And I mean, the course was incredibly hard. I mean, it's played by the PGA Tour. But after that, like, it was really fun. I, like, I was the only freshman. So, you know, everyone was older than me. But I ended up getting along with everybody really well. I remember calling my mom and being like, Mom, I love it here. Like, it's so fun. Like, I love coming to college. Like, I have so much fun. We get to travel. I'm with the team. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like just you know, from me talking to you about this before now, even you do a lot of travel for this, right? Because you're, you're constantly going to different golf courses and there are a number of golf courses in Jacksonville, but obviously you've got to travel to play other schools. Mm -hmm. How much traveling do you do on like a season to season basis? I mean, we travel two hours plus every tournament. Wow. I mean, two hours is normally short. Yeah. So about four to five hours is like average for us. Okay. This season, we're going seven hours twice, which I mentioned to you before. Yep. Um, so those are longer ones, but normally about four to five hours. We go up to, we went up to South Carolina a lot. Um, we went down to South Florida this year and last year. So cool. lots of traveling. What are some of your favorite courses aside from Kiowa Island that you mentioned earlier? Well, um, up in Kiowa, the, all those courses are amazing. I mean, there's a few different ones. Yes, okay. there's five six wow. maybe seven okay. and they're all gorgeous because you're right on the the water yeah. the marsh it's so so pretty um and then a couple courses in georgia were really fun i mean you definitely get different golf up there because of like the hills in florida mm -hmm. you don't see that so i go up there and i'm like oh wow it's a different learning curve it's, it's a lot of walking up hills too and you're like wow i'm tired yeah but, <laughs> um but yeah those were fun we went over to alabama that course was pretty fun too. I don't remember the name of it, but I think it was like South Alabama's home course. So cool. It was cool. Yeah. All really good experiences. The courses are incredible. So, awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So you get past your freshman year. It's like all excitement, all like kind of soaking it in. Mm -hmm. What were your, your sophomore and junior year like? Um, so I kept improving every year. Like, so it was great, but nice. honestly, like thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, it's like a blur. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gone by so fast, but every year, like I always remember the memories, like my team and I like we're together so, so much, especially with my coach and traveling, just the memories are really fun. I know I definitely like had some ups and downs, but as I started getting into golf more, I feel like I like learned a different side of the game. Like, how would you describe that? Like in junior golf, you have your swing coach, but like, she's not there. She was not mm -hmm. there for me every day. I mean, I saw her once every two weeks in college golf. Your swing coach is there. Well, not swing coach, but coaches mm -hmm. are there every day. So how many coaches do you have? I have two. Two. Okay. Mm -hmm. So co head coach, assistant coach, um, they're with me like every day. So they get to see my game every day mm -hmm. and they learn my habits and then they teach me new shots. And I think Teaching me new shots was great, but the whole mental aspect changed so much because I was not really taught a ton of that in mm -hmm. junior golf. It's kind of, you just play. I mean, some of the top- Just play and try to get better. Yeah. Some of the top ranked players obviously learn more mental than me, but the mental aspect has probably made my game 10 times better. Yeah. Being able to deal with it. I would imagine the mental aspect would be a whole different thing in college because like you said, you're, you had that kind of realization of, oh, I'm in the big leagues now. These yeah. are big schools I'm playing against and it could probably be nerve wracking, especially at first. So you've got to be able to like hold that mental game together. Yeah. And especially with coaches back behind you, like knowing mm -hmm. what you can do. Exactly. They put a, you know, they're not going to take pressure. it easy on you. Yeah, yeah. Same with your teammates. Like they're expecting you to perform. So almost that pressure, you have to kind of learn to play 
under the pressure of people who are like wanting you to perform, but also you're playing with them. So would you say you kind of thrive under that pressure? <sighs> yes and no. Like I, since I recently won my first tournament, like congrats pressure. on that, by the way, I was going to mention that um, just very recently, right? Yes. Like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, but that pressure was a little different. I think, I don't know, there's different kinds of pressure, but the pressure of like playing to what your coaches know, I think is, it's difficult. I don't know where I was going with that. Now, when you're <laughs> in a tournament and you're not necessarily playing as well as your coaches know that you could be playing, what does that typically look like? Are they really on you about that or are they just giving you subtle little hints like, could be doing better here. I mean, you know, sometimes in my past they've given me a little, little, a little comments, and I'm like, okay, but that doesn't make me play better. Yeah, actually, I, I play ten times better when I'm happy and like people are encouraging me and like supporting me. So when I'm not playing my best, like coaches kind of like give me that little like push, like come on, like you're mm -hmm. much better than this, like you got this, you know, take it one hole at a time, things like that. So yeah, yeah, I feel like for, on the coaches' side. They you mentioned them learning your habits and everything like that, getting to know you. Mm -hmm. They probably have a different approach with each teammate yes. that they, they kind of know what works and what doesn't. So that's part of just the coach and player yeah. relationship. Yeah, for sure. I definitely learned kind of in my first couple of years that like the coach has to be able to go from player to player. Um, but coach kind of knows what will motivate me and what wasn't. Cause some of my play, my teammates can, They'll, they can get yelled at and they're like, all right, like I'm good. Let's go. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, yeah, I'm a I don't know different. if I want that. I'm like, yeah. I start crying and I'm yeah. like, no, maybe not. So it's definitely like helpful that they know my game at this point as well. So absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, we're kind of talking about that tournament that you won recently. What would you say are some of the main things that you attribute to? Obviously you've mentioned that you've improved every year and you're in your senior year now. What are maybe some other things that you attribute to the success of being able to get to that point and actually win the whole thing like that? Um, first, I would say like believing in myself. Dr. Olson in the Taylor Leadership Institute, which I work with at UNF, he's like instilled this in me in the last couple of years of like believing in yourself and like mm -hmm. that belief will lead to your success and like my happiness leads to my success. Um, and I was I was actually a little bummed coming into that tournament because we just played in Vegas in the last round. I did not play well. We played in some tough conditions, but so you had uh, a chip on your shoulder. You had something to prove. Yeah. Well, I was kind of like, Oh crap. I need to kind of pull it together yeah. for this one, but I knew the course and I played pretty well last year. So going into it, I was just excited to play again, I guess. And I knew the course. So I was like, all right, like this can't be too hard. Yeah. And I kind of just went in, took it one hole at a time and, I would say I also just like took it really like one shot at a time. Yeah. And that can lead to me playing better because I'm not thinking about the future. Um, the nerves are down a little bit. It yeah. sounds like in general, the message there is, you know, you, you had played it before, obviously you knew you could play it. And there's just a couple of these factors that led to you just being a little bit more relaxed going yeah. into it, being able to take that slow and methodical approach. Yeah. And I would also say like this last year, I've know, I, or I know that like it's my last season and I've mm. been super grateful on the golf course, like kind of just going into it being like, okay, Mindy, like you only have a couple more tournaments left. Just enjoy it. Like yeah. I was really like every tournament this season, I've really tried to just enjoy the tournament. So that also probably helps me because I'm like, you know what? I hit a bad shot. It's fine. You know yeah. what? We are at this beautiful course on a lake. Like, 
just keep going. So. so you probably wish you could go back and tell freshman Mindy, hey, just have fun. Yes. Just have a good time. I tell my teammates, I'm like, yeah. you know, if I could talk to a freshman right now, I'd be like, be so grateful that you are playing all these courses. Yeah. And it sounds so cliche and so like annoying, but I promise like if I could have this attitude five years, probably would have played more, like much better. Boom. So, yeah. Well, what does the next step for you look like? with golf what do you imagine that as so I don't know um I've always wanted to play professionally um I know the purses are getting bigger and you know like women's golf is getting a lot bigger as well but I'm unsure because I don't know how much I want to like live that life like I love golf so much and I have so much fun I don't know if I want to make it my job full-time right but there's so many different like options in golf like the golf industry is huge. I mean, I could be a club fitter. I could be a coach. So many different things. So, And we've talked about this a little bit before, how you have like a couple different avenues that you could pursue. Yeah. I feel like this is a really good segue to talk about some of the extracurricular stuff that yeah. you do. Maybe what was, what was your first kind of big opportunity that was golf adjacent in college that you picked up that was like a little side kind of gig that you remember? Um, I would say last year in February, wait, no, is that last year? Yes, last year in February. It was all blur. I know. <laughs> um, one of like a family friend, I played golf with his daughter. He came to me and like offered me to work social media for an upcoming professional women's golf tournament in Jacksonville. And I'm like, oh, wow, this sounds really cool. Like yeah. great networking. I mean, like great opportunity. I get to work for him. I get to do social media, which I had like taken a liking to. Um, and I also get to be around professional golf. So huge. That was a big one for me because I learned so, so much about professional golf. And I mean, these girls were, are just trying to make it. I mean, they're not yeah. at the LPGA. They're trying to make it to the now Epson tour. So I saw them struggle and I saw like what it really looks like inside the ropes. Absolutely. That's a great experience, especially not being totally sure whether that's what you want to go for mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of like the college experience has to do with trying things to help you figure out what you do and don't like mm -hmm. about what you're interested in yeah and i feel like these last couple of years of college has really really helped me like open new doors like continue to like have those relationships and continue them to see kind of what's out there for me and this is something else we talked about i feel like just in our conversations before, you've talked about some of those connections and relationships that you've built. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk a little bit about that and how that came to be something that you realized how important it was. Yeah. So first, um, I worked with the Taylor Leadership Institute with Dr. Olson, and I actually might work for him next year in the Leadership Institute and do some like mentoring stuff. Cool. Um, kind of work with Camp Osprey, bringing kids in, um, which is something that makes me super, super happy, just leadership yeah. in general and like making a difference in someone's day. And I love kids, so I also get, might get to work with that. But having that connection with him he's put me in so many different like opportunities all across my like last four or five years so I definitely think like I've even built relationships off of those mm -hmm. so I have had like so many mentors almost in college and as I'm like getting almost getting out of college like they're asking me like oh like what do you want to do oh I have this contact oh like and it's super helpful because 
like those networking relationships are so important. Absolutely. It's about who you know. And it's about leveraging them because you could know all the right people, but if you're not really having those conversations with them, Mm -hmm. telling them what you're interested in, telling them what you want to do, really curating that mentor mentee relationship, you're not going to get much value out of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it sounds like you've really kind of hit that sweet spot of finding these opportunities that interest you and also taking those people that you're being exposed to and working with and figuring out how they can help you get another foot in the door. Yeah. And even some of them have been references. I've called a couple of them just for advice. I'm like, what should I do? Yeah. I don't know whether to take this internship. And, um, and then just recently, like my club fitter from TaylorMade, I mean, he's fit me for five years and I'm like, Hey, can I come shadow you one day? Like we built that relationship now that I'm like, I kind of want to see what you do behind the scenes. Like you talk to people for your living and fit people with clubs. Like that sounds kind of cool. It does. So specifically, like if they're people in the professional industry, they're getting to be a part of that yeah. thing that they love. Yeah. So I mean, just I've met so many people and I've reconnected with them here and there. And honestly, like I can't wait to see where I go after this with all of these people on my like advisory board. Yeah. So it's exciting, and I like that point, kind of creating your own advisory board mm-hmm. because. I mean, you're drawing from a lot of wisdom of people who have had those experiences that you're thinking about having there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. for sure. I'm excited. And I even, one of my mentors was Dr. Shally, and she was from the Brooks College of Health. She was a dean. She was provost. Um, now she's our interim president. So cool. I got there to meet go. with her like a week or two ago, and she already had ideas for me on what she wants me to like think about doing yeah. and that's exciting. Like that. yeah. So you've got a lot of different opportunities that you could pursue. I, I see where you're kind of at this point where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but yeah. it sounds like whatever it is, it's going to be something interesting and fun. Yeah. I definitely want to f- figure out how to mix in all my golf knowledge with leadership and making a difference, but also having fun and enjoying my job. Cause that's the number one thing I want is I want to be happy in my job because if I'm not, I'm not going to succeed at all. Absolutely. (laughs) I think there's a great point in that for anyone. Yeah. You've got to be happy with what you're doing. It just gives you the energy that really allows you to do a great job. Yeah. And it relates right back to golf because when I'm not happy in my golf game, I'm not playing well. So exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I want to go back to the Leadership Institute thing. You mentioned that a couple of times. I'm curious what what that role looks like because we've kind of just touched on it a little bit. So honestly, like the last couple of years, I've just been kind of one of his students. I went through a leadership minor. I did the practicum class, which was I had a mentor. Um, Well, I had a couple at the time. But yeah, so he kind of put me in a bunch of different experiences because I also used him as a leadership coach and went to him asking questions, you know, him kind of coaching me and all back to the mental side. So, but now I, um, kind of like a little bit of a graduate fellow for him. I'm doing some work for him now, um, creating videos for him and the TLI. So that's really exciting. TLI. What's that? Taylor leadership, Taylor leadership Institute. That's right. Yeah. So, but I'm talking to him now about maybe working with him next year and doing something part time to kind of See if I really, really like it. Because you're enjoying it right now. Yeah, and I always have enjoyed it. I mean, I got to attend Camp Osprey a couple times, which they bring at-risk youth to UNF, kind of show them what college looks like for them to experience it and see what they have to look forward That's to. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's it's not necessarily golf-related, but it's mm-hmm. the second thing that you've kind of found a passion in, which is yeah. the leadership. 
maybe there's something in there with kind of marrying those two somewhere yeah. down the road, like some kind of golf leadership institute or something yeah, like that. Something with golf and athletics and leadership and something like that. Because I also think it teaches me so much about like how to just like be a person and how to act. I don't know what the word is, but just act. How to conduct yourself. I, yeah. How to <laughs> like manage relationships and how to manage conversations and just, I don't know. It's great stuff. How has being in that leadership role helped you in this kind of last senior year of your golf career with your teammates? Um, I think I, I'm not afraid to like say like, we got to go win a conference championship. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's given me that like feeling in myself of being like, guys, it's my last year. Like mm -hmm. I really want to go win this or yeah. I really want to have a great season. Kind of being able to vocalize that because I've always been kind of shy with those things. Yeah. When I was younger and like people were older than me, I kind of didn't feel okay saying it sometimes. But now I'm like, kind of found that voice yeah i'm like yeah. guys look at that trophy i want that trophy yeah. <laughs> like, we need to win that yeah. so yeah well that's exciting mm -hmm. what would you say um for anyone who might be listening or watching that is a young golfer really first getting started mm -hmm. if you could go back and tell them what's the number one takeaway you've had from your career so far oh boy um really have fun with it have fun with it and enjoy it because if you don't it's a long grueling process. I mean, the amount of hours that we practice is incredible. We practice more than anyone probably on campus. Um, right. you have to enjoy it. And if you don't, then find something else that you enjoy. Exactly. Go with it. See how far you can go with it because there's so many opportunities. Women in the golf industry is becoming more and more common too. So it's really cool. It's really a great opportunity to see what you have and let it take you somewhere. Well, that's exciting. Well, I, it, I, for one, am really looking forward to what the next chapter is for you. I think it's going to be something really interesting, and you're kind of coming up on it right now. You graduate in May, right? I graduate next year because I started Next year. Okay, year. so you have – but is your um, – do you graduate from the golf yes. team in May? Okay. Yes. So you'll have another year to be able to stick around and kind of be adjacent to the golf team a mm -hmm. little bit, which is cool. You graduate next year. You'll have that time to also – get a little bit further into that job that you might be starting Yeah. from there. World is yours. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of waiting to see what other opportunities come my way, who I get to meet. So. There you go. Yeah. Well, on that note, Mindy, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being here. This was awesome. Awesome. All right. Yay.